This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. Yes, ma'am. What is going on, everyone? We are back with another episode. So I would like to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you all are in the world. I'm back with another great guest. Have a great conversation, inspiration, education, and to elevate everyone's uh, mindset. So it's me, Marquise, again with another episode of Flavor in Your Ear podcast and my special guest here, Anna Maria Dio. And I read her story. And it was very interesting to me. Uh, I'm always intrigued with special stories and I'm always trying to allow my guests to, um, you know, tell about their lives and stories. It was very intriguing. First off, a little bit about me. I wanted to be an author for kids uh, when I was a young, uh, young kid. And uh, I'm in the Air Force now, so it's a little bit different, but I still have a passion in my heart for writing for kids. And she also writes for kids, too, from a kid's perspective as well. And, and she'll get to that, of course. Uh, about her story, but I thought it was a very motivational story. I thought it was very cool and a great conversation to have. So, uh, welcome, Anna. And uh, would you like to uh, would you like to slightly introduce yourself before we get into our great conversation today? Uh, well, Anna Maria Didio, and uh, currently I'm I'm writing a series of children's books uh, focusing on adoption, foster care, ch- stepchildren, uh, all blended families. So it's it's really uh, the books are written from the point of view of the child, and uh, I, I think there are a lot of messages for for parents, and uh, I hope to help with that process. Outstanding. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I feel personally, I've been a step parent before. I, well, I've been a step parent, step parent before. No, I haven't adopted before, but I know that it's uh, a conversation. A lot, a lot of people really know understand the process, the things that go through, and I'm glad that you were able to. Uh, go through you know your experience and be able to bring some you know some light to how children feel because a lot of times children don't have a voice right they don't because they don't right. know how to explain everything that goes on I think it's so beautiful that you're able to capture that and you know and relate that to the world so as far as adoption uh, can you explain your origin of the adoption journey for you and your husband and your family uh, uh, well I was thinking about just where did it start and it, mm-hmm. it really started with uh, infertility. I mean, I knew I wanted to be a mom and it just mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, really, this is going way back. And then the my current uh, husband at the time, you know, it just was not to be. So mm-hmm. we ended up uh, divorced and I, and I remarried. And still that pull, you know, to be a, a mother was there strong as ever. And mm-hmm. so we resumed uh, infertility treatments and had a, a, a beautiful baby girl. But adding to our family proved impossible. So you know, we, we, we started down the adoption road and uh, very, just a matter of happenstance, we uh, were connected with this agency that had a connection in, in Mexico. So we ended up adopting internationally, which was really the, the solution. We had pursued a couple of other options, but mm-hmm. the international solution was for us. And um we adopted by that time by that time our daughter was eight years old so we oh, thought wow. um you know that's how much time had kind of had had gone by so 
uh, we pursued this and um, there were many older children in Mexico and we adopted a, uh, by the time we adopted her, she was seven, a seven-year-old girl. Oh, wow. So, so you had two girls in the house. So two girls, yes. <laughs> so so how did you, how did your preparation go into that? I mean, what was the, how did you feel? I mean, I know it was like a little bit of anxiousness and what was your, I know it's been, I know it's been a little while ago I'm trying to kind of recreate that moment for myself and for everybody listening. Just how was your, how was your emotions and feelings during that time? And what did you learn early on, you know, about, you know, your experience? Well, that, that's such a good question because initially I thought, oh, isn't this fantastic? You know, we're going to have two girls and I think it's been called sometimes the myth of adoption. And there are certainly, you know, happy and joyous and lots of emotions. But I don't think I took into consideration um, or I knew or was familiar with that all adoption begins with separation and loss and trauma. So mm. even though she was cared for in Mexico by in a very loving environment, the women that cared for the children at the orphanage uh, were called Tias, and mm. the, head, the director of the orphanage was just a, an unbelievable charismatic presence, and the children really wanted for nothing. I mean, her fundraising was very effective. The orphanage was, you know, it was... Uh, the, the children lived simply, but again, with love. But, you know, can you imagine being in, she was uh, in Cuernavaca, Mexico, which is just a lovely, lovely place. And one day, and then the next day, she wakes up in suburban Philadelphia. I mean, that's pretty tough, you know, for, yeah. a, for and I don't think I processed that fully. So, you know, in a blink, her language, her food, her, mm. her, her routine with all, she lived with, like 30 kids. How fun is that? I mean, you know, she right. had best right. friends there. And I don't think I processed all that. So that's, you asked about the beginning of the journey. So that was the beginning of the realization that, you know, geez, I, I have all the love in the world, but I don't have all those answers right now. And it really took time to sort all that out. And that's really what the children's books are all about. Wow. That is, I thought that was pretty awesome what you said there, because, uh, what I got from what you said is a lot of times we don't put ourselves in someone else's sh- shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were extremely happy, loving and everything like that. Right. But uh, the moment from the, from the child's point of view, right. It, it, even though there was love in the atmosphere and love and things, right. that doesn't mean the experience was cultivated that way. Because like you said, she, <laughs> she was in Mexico and, and woke up in suburban Philadelphia. So it's probably a, a shock. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a testament to that. Um, I'll bring a little bit of military reference here. So I'm in the military. I'm an American citizen, right? And a lot of times we, as Americans, come here, dropped in Italy, dropped in Japan, dropped in Korea, and there's culture shock for adults. Mm-hmm. For for adults, for and adults. that's yes, right. Adults, you know, adults in a new environment. I'm talking about 30, 40, 50 year old adults. It's a shock for them, and it's hard. So to think about a kid going through that, right? Yes. That's very awesome that you made that correlation, and it made me think. Of, as soon as you said, I said, "Wow, I never thought about it that way." How a kid can be going through a totally different environment, and the shock that they'd be going through. Now, of right. course, they grow, right. they grow, they grow into the environment, right? Yes. But that has to be challenging, you know, right. to deal with that, right. regardless of all the love that was there. So. Uh, yes. And so, my, you know, my friends and neighbors and relatives, oh, isn't she lucky? Isn't she lucky that she has this wonderful family now? And 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 that's that's true. But mm-hmm. she cried for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, we, we sought answers. We sought the help of professionals, which I mm-hmm. thoroughly encourage. I mean, parents don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, you know, that that trauma, that separation, that, that feeling of loss, that doesn't just go away. And so we helped her, we think we helped her to mm-hmm. you know, find other, other people to talk to. You know, everything could not be said to to mom and dad. And we didn't mm-hmm. understand everything she was going through. I mean, we tried, but so in the beginning of, of as this was happening, of course, it was uh, I began to to just journal everything, and and the the end of the end of that process. Well, it took a, it took about ten years to write it, but I did write a memoir, and that was called Love at the Border, and it was interesting because you know we we've had so much of the the border in the news somewhat you know recently, and and. Mm-hmm. That, the topic and what Mexico represents and, 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 and her love, you know, at that border, it, it, meaning it can only go so far. I mean, she wanted to love us, but mm-hmm. I, I think the, the, um, the love from her past was kind of pulling her back a little bit. And, and so it took, it took many years, but, uh, you know, I can say that she's, she adjusted and, and all is well now, but so then I began to think what messages are there for, uh, blended families, adoptive parents, children. And I'm, I'm writing these children's books to kind of open that conversation. Um, the, the story in my uh, first book, Many People to Love, is that is just that, the transition. The, the events in the book are all inspired by true, event, by true events. And um, I thought, well, this could be the beginning of a conversation. So, you know, I'm... I'm um, um, the, the next book will be about the uh, this the same the same uh, young young woman the same young girl um, be, because it, it's not about my daughter. I want to make that clear. The children's books are not about my daughter because she would strangle me if I wrote any more about her. So, <laughs> Mom, it's so embarrassing. So um, this is uh, the, the next book will focus on the child's questioning of about her her birth mom. Why does she look the way she does? What does her birth mm-hmm. look like? She's she's a little sad that she doesn't look like her sister. She doesn't look like her mother, and those mm-hmm. and those struggles. Those so it, 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 that book is called How I Wonder Where You Are. So mm-hmm. you know these are questions that I think you know families just need to kind of welcome and embrace and talk more about. Yeah, that's a that's key. What about what you said about the blended family? Because I feel that. Uh, a blended family can be a correlation of different things, right? It's like diversity. Mm-hmm. When you talk about diversity, diversity is not always about race, gender, uh, or you know, or religion, or, or, or sex, or anything like that. It's not always about that. Sometimes it's about different mindsets, different upbringings. There's a lot of different ways, right? So we talk about a blended family. I'm quite sure everyone can relate somewhat to being in a blended family, right? Because first off. All families don't just get along. There may be personality conflicts. There may be experiences and things like that. So I think it's a lesson to be learned from everyone from this. And I love that you've taken this stance, you know, and and explaining a topic that I feel doesn't doesn't get enough uh, attention right. at times, right? Um, just just from an aspect of it, because you you really like have me thinking right now just about you know the experiences and things like that for kids, and then and then not having a voice to be able to you know. Right. Exactly. Uh, ex- express these things. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not saying I'm the expert. I'm right. and another reason I'm, I'm doing these podcasts. I'm trying to reach out to listeners, to readers, to those in my community, our community, you know, what are your stories about blended families? I, I have a certain experience, but 
I'm currently on the hunt for other nuggets of wisdom for mm-hmm. blended family definitions, issues, problems. I mean, I mean, it is a challenge to condense those types of things into a children's book. In the beginning, I thought, oh, I'll write a children's book. That's so easy. Oh, my gosh. So it's really um, uh, interesting to try and capsulize these, you know, mega feelings that, you know, last for years and have profound effect on child's lives Mm -hmm. into a children's book. But that's what I'd like to do, again, to initiate the conversation and, and invite that child to wonder about her bio mom wonder about what if it were different and and it's not and, and maybe parents to not be threatened by that because I, I was initially mm-hmm. oh let's just let's just uh, adopt our child and, and and shut the door no that's you know we we try to embrace her Mexican heritage we went back to Mexico several times um, mm-hmm. after a long period of time we tried. She said at one point, why did you adopt me if you can't even speak Spanish? So, <laughs> so I, I honestly, I didn't even think about that. And that was her initial, um, one of the things, you know, she yelled at me at one point was, you know, I, I don't want to learn English. And I, I totally, I mean, I get it so much now, but, you know, then Oh boy, it was it was it was very difficult. So anyway, just to just to kind of invite these conversations and these tough topics is what is what my um, what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tall task, but it's, I feel like it's very important. I, I immediately got intrigued with the, the subject matter, and hearing you explain it in depth even more uh, makes me even more appreciative that I was able to give uh, opportunity for us to speak and have a have a session here. Um, so I know you did say that you did adopt when you were married. Were there any challenges, um, you know, as far as with your marriage, as far as with the adoption? Because I know, and for lack of better words, that, you know, moms are a little bit more emotional um, as far as connections with kids and things like that. So I know your relationship is supposed to be emotional as well. So there's a lot of things going on there. And I just want to know, can, can, can you can you talk about some of the struggles or some yeah, of the things yeah. you learned throughout your marriage with the experience? Well, you know, again, good question, because it's you're always to live in a a perpetual state of anxiety or stress is not good. So Mm -hmm. we were uh, stressed and sought to, uh, you know, find ways to have fun together as a family. We I I have to say, as far as our marriage was concerned, uniquely, maybe I don't know whether this is typical or what, but it did kind of strengthen us. So thank goodness we we. Mm came uh we you know read from the same page or but we're of the same mind whatever those whatever those sayings are <laughs> and we we had a little bit of a divide and conquer mindset in that you know we both sought time with with both girls uh, individually and together um my older daughter now and, and remember that was kind of another struggle my older daughter was our biological child and she had mm. been an only child for eight mm. years mm. So all of a sudden we were in sort of crazy town with this you know all this drama and and nothing was the same and that was that was tough for her and that's that's uh, another lesson that i don't think i fully paid attention to that enough you're mm-hmm. you're you're spread very thin you know with any any family change and uh, you just try and do the best you can of course but 
there were you know lessons to be learned that both daughters needed uh, separate and together attention and we tried to do that but with my husband and I we had a divide and conquer mindset um, he was very good with homework I was very good with, with uh, like fun cooking we did a lot of baking together we made you know Mexican Italian meals you know that kind of thing so we we were constantly trying those things but it's it was um um, it was a challenge. Well, one thing I can say, even though you all can't see her, I, I can feel the the will that you had during this experience. I can just tell, you know, and and like like you're very humble. I I, I can really appreciate that. Um, just knowing that you know it wasn't easy, but you're able to talk about it today. And just by the sounds of everything you're describing, you tried. You know, you tried. You gave effort, right? You gave effort, and I'm quite sure those that those young ladies appreciate that whether they show it or not you know do you plant in some seeds and because a lot of people um and not to knock today's generation uh, at all but sometimes people quit when it gets difficult right they just don't know how to respond right and um that's not to say that, that everyone does it but a lot of people need a lot of motivation to to do things outside of just love and you know care and things like that but i really feel like love propelled you and your husband to be able to work together and it's, it's a really feel good story and i'm very happy that you were able to come out on a positive end uh with the whole situation as far as uh you know just your experience and, and learning uh, another something i sense with you is i sense reflection you have a lot of reflection going on here um and and that's that's beautiful uh another great attribute you have a lot of reflection you look back on things and learn from it so if anyone's out there listening which i hope you all are um these are a lot of good traits to as a human being that i feel like a lot of us don't practice enough um and everyone's journey and story is different but a lot of characteristics can help you will through them so now let's get back to the books right so yes. your creative process with your with your books right um we you painted a very great picture uh, as far as uh you know the, the, the what led to the books and things like that right so how was the writing experience when you sat down and said i'm going to i know you did the journal for your daughter first right but when you sat down for the books what was your thought process like can you can you explain describe to me how the process was of how you wanted to compile your thoughts for this process well i had um oh geez two or three like little notebooks filled up with things mm-hmm. i thought oh i have to get more organized about this. So, so one day I put together an outline for the memoir, the memoir. So I finally put together an outline because, you know, every, everyone thinks their story is so fascinating. And I thought, well, but, but this story really is. So I was determined to <laughs> kind of make it um, be, because it was a true, um, as you said, just kind of development. I mean, she went from, from six years old when I, and when I finished it, she was around 20. So, you know, I really saw the whole thing. And, and um, so I, I, I run through a couple of kind of themes and struggles throughout the book and how they resolved. And, and it was just, um, so I, at one point I submitted to, submitted it to an editor and she sent it back with so much red ink. I was, you know, discouraged, but her main uh, comment was, you know, if you're not going to be totally honest about what you were feeling and and how these things affected you, then no one's really going to read this. So mm. I had, you know, maybe because I was trying to protect myself, maybe because I didn't want to admit I was a, a, a bad parent or whatever, I had not really delved. 
And so I, I gave myself that task. So I mm-hmm. completely rewrote a, a lot of it and asked myself honestly, like, what what was I thinking and feeling? And, and I'll give you a for instance of a, 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 a thing that I added in the book. So, it, you know, I mentioned before that many people said, oh, she's so lucky to have been adopted by you from Mexico. So I used to, you know, clip little articles about Mexico in, and put them in a folder, you know, how terrifying Mexico was and the, mm-hmm. the unrelenting poverty and the struggles. And, and, I, and I wanted to, you know, show my daughter all these things and say, see, see how great it is that you're, that you're, that you're with us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I realized how, like, I don't know, kind of selfish and self-serving that whole thing was, mm-hmm. I, I found the folder of all the articles in, in the closet one day, and I, and I threw them out. I mean, I just, it's not oh. something that I want to say, you know, look how, look how wonderful I am. It, that's not what it's about. So, mm-hmm. so there were a couple of these realizations, and I remembered that. I thought, well, I, I could have put that in the book because, you know, parents – maybe think that they're doing one thing, but upon reflection may need to change their strategy and and think about their, their child and not their own, um, what makes them feel good. So anyway, I had had many of these sort of talks with myself and struggles, and I Mm -hmm. think that made the book better. So um, we'll see. Now the children's book was inspired by some of the true events (laughs) in (laughs) in, uh, adjusting from, uh, um, Mexico to the United States. And that's, that was the inspiration there. So I I had a little bit more fun writing the children's book, but it was a, it was a long process condensing. It's about 700 words. If you can believe that you have to Mm. really put your, put your mind and effort to work and come up with about 700 words that is appropriate for a parent child discussion. Mm. So, when you so when you write the books for children if you could let's say if you can summarize or write uh what what's one key take that any one child parent and child mix parent alone child alone what what would be one key take as the author of the book that you will want someone to get out of literature or, or whatever it, whatever it is, stories that you write what's what's if you had to like tell them one thing like i hope that someone gets this out of it what, what would you think that would be well i think one of my major if i can say messages kind of that 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 are on each page is allowing your child to feel their feelings mm. allowing them to um you know feel that hurt and and um and acknowledging it and acknowledging where they are, because that's the only way to move forward. Kind of just saying, you know, isn't she lucky? Look at look at all you have now. You're in the United States. You know, that's 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 denying who, who they are. And mm-hmm. we really we 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 wanted her to em- embrace her Spanish. And I mean, in real life, I'm making the transition here. We we wanted her to <laughs> her Spanish, and we wanted her to to um, you know, be as authentic as she is, which is, which is blended. It's not just mm-hmm. pretend that nothing right. happened <laughs> and you're oh, with right. us. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's a way to, I mean, it's, I think it's a very pure and natural way to embrace your reality, you know, and, you know, reflect it in a positive way. 
So how much of this experience um, made you more, I guess I would say, culturally sensitive, um, you know, as far as like, you know, uh, like you say, keeping her Spanish heritage and everything like that. So how much did you have to more like pay attention? Because I mean, right. I mean, if you don't have that situation, you're not going to just be like, oh, I, I can't speak Spanish or things like that. Did that make you more cu- uh, culturally aware of the experience with the adoption in Mexico and everything like that? You know, as far as, you know, your mindset, how you carried yourself, did you adapt any uh, cultural like habits and things, you know, how, how, how was that uh, process? It just created an awareness that I, I didn't have all the answers and that mm-hmm. something that would be, you know, appropriate for me would not be appropriate for uh, my daughter. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, I, I think overall it's, and, and well, we've stayed in touch with the Mexican community. I don't know if I mentioned that, but mm-hmm. we've been in touch with the uh, community that uh, where my daughter came from um, locally here in Philadelphia. I, I, I'm, I'm much more aware of um, the uh, immigrant situation. And so, so in answer to your question, yes, it just creates an, an, an awareness beyond your mm-hmm. own family unit mm-hmm. that honestly, mm-hmm. I think has Im- improved and strengthened our family in a very unique way. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So how was the, how was the relationship with the, with the girls when, when it first started as well? I meant to ask that earlier, but how did they, how did, how did that, cause I, you know, kids have their own personalities, their own way to get. And like you said, your daughter was eight, you know, so she's been the only child. So how was that experience as far as the kid? Cause you, it's like, this is how I picture it, right? You're learning the child, you're learning the children getting together. Then you and your husband are growing together. It's like a lot of different growing com- right. uh, components here in one household and I just want to try to get a little bit of a vision of how the experience was when you uh, when you had it yes and wouldn't that have been great if it would have been um kind of a similar story but unfortunately the girls turned out to be just so and it was almost funny so completely different personalities oh my goodness <laughs> completely different and you know I I have to say that while they were growing up they really were not close. Um, mm-hmm. However, at some point within the last year or so, I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I asked my older daughter, I said, well, what, what do you think about now that it's years gone by? What did you think about this whole adoption experience? Are you are you glad that we did it? And she said, well, Mom, if we hadn't done it, life would have been really boring at home. <laughs> I guess we created a little bit of excitement. But and now that they're older, there there is more, well one they both live on different coasts. One's east coast and one's west coast, so that doesn't really help. But mm-hmm. uh, we have more an appreciation for family time together, and um, you know it, it's my hope that they'll continue to grow as sisters. I mean they're still young, and but right. it, it it's always a challenge, even a challenge with biological children. But in in this yeah. case. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're not super close. They're just super. They're just very very different. And um, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for the future. Right. Thank you for the transparency with that. So that's a reality, right? It's like you say, even with biological children, no one's just clicking on all cylinders. Personality have a lot to do, and uh, I I really hope that they do grow together in a positive way as well. It takes time, though. Everything takes time. Nothing yeah. great was built, you know, in a nick of a wink of an eye, blink of an eye, anything, anything like that. So. Um, where can we find the book, any of your books and things like that? So I've been talking about the book. I said, oh, I don't want to forget the part about where we can find the book. And 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so on Amazon, Anna Maria DiDio, many people to love and love at the border. Uh, I didn't even think of those as I was doing all this. I didn't even realize, oh, geez, you're you're really going overboard with the love. But uh, those are the two books <laughs> that for sale on Amazon. And my, my website is amddo.com. And there's a link there to uh, connect to Amazon and the books as well. Hmm. And there's the, the second children's book will be out this summer, I think. So that's uh, How I Wonder Where You Are. Okay, so you have two out thus far. Yes. So uh, the, the second one is not uh, for sale not, just yet, but not just yet. And do you plan on writing more? Yes. Like the, the, okay. Because I want to I I spoil it. I said, I, you know, the experience with foster children is is not my experience. So mm-hmm. I am, uh, you know, dedicating myself to. You know, talking with people in the community, you know, listening to um, whatever podcast, meeting with other families that are in the foster care community. I, I, I would like to learn a little bit more about that and and write a children's book. So, again, my contact information is uh, on, on the book and on my website. And your listeners could certainly write to me with any nuggets, wisdom nuggets that they think would be meaningful in a children's book. Cool, cool, cool. And also, everyone listening, we will have uh, all of Anna Maria's uh, links in the show notes uh, when this episode is released. So you all don't have to keep rewinding and trying to memorize the website. We'll have all that available. And I would encourage everyone to um, rather directly applies to you or not, because I'm going to get the book. Uh, whether it directly applies to you or not, I feel like uh, knowledge is, is is invaluable, right? And a lot of us, sometimes we wait until we get into a specific situation before we get knowledge on it, right? And one thing about learning about different things, I feel like the concept of what she represents is very positive. It's very open, vulnerable, and it's something that I feel is missing with a lot of people. You know, I, I feel like anybody can use this as a, a life tip or, you know, a life uh, improvement. Uh, mm-hmm. pillar you know they can use you know because they're learning and she's still open to learning the humility is everything for me i love your humility it's it's just beautiful um and it, it shows that you know this is what i promote I, I every time i get a guest i feel really good when i you know when i brought the character meshes like this and i'm like oh you know she operates out of a lot of love care concern and, and openness and you know vulnerability that takes a lot that takes a lot to be vulnerable and speak about sometimes in your life there weren't the brightest right but you you know, you garnered those experiences and you and you had this beautiful product here today as your book and you yeah, explain it and being open to working with others. So anybody out there that's, that would like to work or, you know, uh, have any ideas, I would always I always communi- uh, promote communication. So uh, that's something yeah. else that I would like to say. Um, she's now my, my network of circle of friends as well. So, you know, I want to write later on after my military career. So I'm going to definitely read her book so I can you know see how the children's books are. Cause I still want to read write children's books myself. So you're very, you're very inspiring to me. That's first off. You're very inspiring to me. And I love that um, you're taking a serious topic and you're starting at the, at the root, you know, with, with, with kids, right. It's with, it's with kids. And I think that you're going to change someone. Someone's life is going to be changed or lives going to be changed. You know, reading reading that book because uh, this is a time I feel like knowledge is is invaluable. I can't say that enough. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you you reached out and and uh, we connected from Italy. So that's <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. Yes. And for us to make these things happen, you all, it's always like big time differences. So I appreciate everyone's time 
will give their time here. Um, I try my best with technology to, you know, have these conversations. We had a little bit of issue, but I think it, it all adds to the beauty of the episode <laughs> when, when we get it done. Um, it was it was a great session. I appreciate you for giving your time, Anna. Uh, and if you, do you have any closing remarks, first off, and uh, how did you feel about, you know, today's episode? Honest opinion. <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know what? It was a very easy conversation. You're, you're a very natural sort of uh, give and take host, which I, I really appreciate. So thank you for your, you know, kind of asking the right questions, allowing me to tell my story. And uh, I, I love to connect, as I said, with anyone that has something to share about their blended family. And I'm looking for material for future children's books and hope that I can provide, um, you know, a little bit of inspiration for those I hope with the, the, the two books I'm starting out with, of course, deal with adoption. So we'll, we'll start there mm-hmm. and go from there. So thank you again. Oh, I didn't mean that. Do they have pictures? Is there an illustrator? Yes. Oh, so, so I can't. Well, you all can't see it, but I see. Oh, man, it's full of color. Oh, it's cool. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You didn't draw those, did you? You got, you got no, a, a, no, the artist. Um, the artist <laughs> is uh, Tatiana Lavanova, and she's um, raised in, in Moscow, but uh, she lives in the Netherlands, and her bio is in the book as well. Cool. This is such a great a compilation yeah. of different talents. That's why I love I love book writing, right? It's like yeah. all these different yeah. talents into one to to convey one message. That's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm like a little kid right now. I love it. Uh, you really inspired me just you know, talking to you about what writing is and expressing and, and, thoughts. And it's important if you're going to do those children's books, it's important to connect with the illustrator that has mm. your vision about what that child looks like and the mm. emotion component, which you know, if you're just if you're writing a book, book, of course that's not part of it. But this, I didn't again. I didn't realize what how important this illustrator. There's mm-hmm. millions of them out there, but to connect with one that really captures your vision for the book is so special. And uh, Tatiana is uh, wonderful. That's another testament to take your time and get the right pieces in place. As you can right. see, I, I I hear a lot of you know. Don't rush the product, trust the process, you know, get the right people because the message is more beautiful. You know, I feel like when you get all the right ingredients into it to make a great, you know, finished product. So I'm very excited about the book. I'm definitely going to get it. Let's know how it is. I'll, I'll send you email. Let's know how I think about and it. Right, well, and those of you who get the book, leave a review on Amazon. I'd love to hear what I love your feedback. And I look forward to uh, seeing more content from you and maybe in the future, you know, I mean, somebody might see your book and make a cartoon out of it. You never know. Get it. The sky's the limit, right? I mean, I, I loved it. I love the creative energy. So uh, I really appreciate you today. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was yes. heartfelt. It was heartfelt. I really enjoyed it. Um, the conversation. It was great. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you. We thank everyone out there listening, wherever you are in the world. Um, good afternoon. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are driving, just waking up, going to bed, tucked in at night. This is this show is for everybody in the world to get something from. And we really appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate your time. And we will be sure to catch you all in the next episode. But for now, you guys to go. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. 
Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.